I'm Scott Abraham from ABC7 in Washington, D.C. You know who it is. Travis Thomas Experience. This is Eric Edholm of Yahoo Sports. This is Mitch Tischler. This is Al Galdi, and you're listening to The Big Douglas Show. <laughs> All right, this is The Big Douglas Show. Please subscribe, rate, and review. Uh, got the rapper Big Poo with me today. And, and Poo, for our little final season recap here, I couldn't think of anybody better to bring then friend of the show, Troy Halliburton from the Washington City Paper. Troy, you've been great this year. Can't wait for it today. I mean, today was a, or yesterday, I would say, was a very big day uh, in the uh, trajectory of the Wizards. But there, we're not celebrating for people doing things that they should be doing. But as Chris Rock said, I can't, I can't celebrate you for doing what you're supposed to do. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> So he was out. I, I always thought, well, I, I don't know. I, I thought two things within the last week. I always thought that Tommy would has been grinding all his life to get this job and would want to pick his own coach and, and ride with that. I always felt that. Now, every day that they went, that another team lost as head coach and we weren't losing ours made me feel like they were going to stick with Brooks. Uh, so as far as you can tell, they – let uh, Brooks go or Brooks said, no, thank you to the offer they made. Tommy Shepard made it clear. And when he had his press conference uh, at 4 PM yesterday, that it was his decision that he let uh, Scott Brooks go because he said uh, after they lost to the Philadelphia 76ers, he had a press conference on uh, June 4th. He said, we're not a running back team. And so when he said that, and he said that no longer making the AC, that was no longer acceptable. And he put actions behind his words and he made it be known that it was his decision to move on from Scott Brooks. And I think that in the way that they did it, um, I think they did it in a way where uh, everybody in the room can remain friends afterwards. Everybody, there's an elephant in the room. Nobody wants to talk about it. Everybody knows what's going on. But at the end of the day, uh, Tommy Shepard and Scott Brooks, they can have drinks uh, at, at Summer League five years from now because they're still friends over the way the whole situation played out. But at the end of the day, I think that Tommy Shepard always was in the mindset of coming into his tenure as the GM of the team and making that decision on who would be the head coach. Troy, I got to ask you, because I, I've, I've felt nothing more like this season, but I've, I've felt that not that they weren't cool, but that Tommy and Scott weren't on the same page. Um, just the players that Tommy brought in versus how Scott used them or didn't use them. Uh, TBJ to be, uh, you know, for an example, he, he gave him his five year option or opted in on it. And then Scott Brooks didn't play him. <laughs> and then they ended up trading him because Scott Brooks wouldn't play him. So am I right to assume that part of part of it was, I mean, we know that, Tommy didn't hire Scott, but are we right to assume that Tommy saw Scott wasn't using players he was bringing in in the fashion that he probably felt they should have been used or using them at all? I definitely think that um, that was a factor into the decision as to why Tommy Shepard ultimately thought that it would be the best move to move on from Scott Brooks. I think that Scott... um, yeah, like you said, there was a uh, a little bit of I don't know disconnect between the front office um, and the coaching staff 
with not only uh, Troy Brown Jr., but other players uh, with Daniel Gafford. When they acquired him in a trade, he's only playing seven, 10 minutes a night. Um, they're playing guys like Chandler Hutchison, who's out there. He put up a stat line that I've never seen before. He, look, he TikTok before the game. He had no stats and found out. I've never seen that before in my entire life. Um, but when, and when you have a guy like Garrison Matthews, who started uh, – 30-plus games for the team, who shoots 40-plus percent from three-point range, and he wasn't playing. I think that there was no method to Scott Brooks's madness when it came to his rotations, and I think that that definitely played a major uh, role in uh, the decision-making process of Tommy Shepard and the rest of Monumental Basketball when they decided that it would be best to part ways with Scott Brooks. They share an agent, right, Tommy and Brooks? They share an agent. They do for sure. And what – what does that, I mean, does that play any, you know, does that go into anything or Tommy gets to say, listen, I do, you know, you're my man and everything, but I just got different plans for your well, organization. As the agent, that's not how the, the agent, that's not how he is operating. Like he, he, his job is to get the best offer for his client. And Tommy, let it be known, uh, in, in that same press conference I was speaking of earlier, he's under contract. And nobody asked him how long he was under contract, but the way that he said it, made me believe that he felt good about his contract. So at the end of the day, I think that the biggest thing was the negotiation upcoming with Scott Brooks. And so honestly, what I believe happened, like I said, this is not sourcing of information. I think that they made him an offer that they knew that he wouldn't accept. And that was everybody's uh, roundabout way of being nice to not talk about the elephant in the room. And so that everybody in the room can remain friends. How, how quickly do you think Brooks gets another contract somewhere else? You think he's a head coach this year for another club? No, I think Scott Brooks is probably going to take a, a year, drink White Claws, chill in California. Um, he made, look, shed no tears for Scott Brooks because he made and got every single penny of his five-year, $35 million contract. So how will, you remember, how will you remember Brooks' time here? I will remember, I will remember Scott Brooks as a great guy, leader of men, didn't know much about X's and O's and in-game adjustments. That's my like quick, like 30 second assessment. He's a great guy. I love that. I love like there were, I, I was at the, uh, I was at Capital One Arena when they, um, the Wizards were one of the uh, teams who uh, allowed, opened up their arena for voting uh, on election day. And Scott Brooks was down there. And he, when he's talking about stuff like that, when they had their Juneteenth March last year, like all of these things, like when it comes to building culture, and uh, relating to players and all of these things Scott Brooks is great at. But at the end of the day, I mean, this is a results-based business. And I mean, he showed over the course of his five-year tenure that he was not worth getting paid top dollar coaching money. I think that's the thing. A lot of people get confused at how good of a guy someone is versus what the results are from what they're actually paid to do. Um, Okay, so Scott Brooks is he's he's no longer coming back. We know Russell Westbrook, you know, vouches form, you know, uh Bradley Beal gave him a thumbs up. Um how, where does Tommy go from here? Like what what is he looking for in his next head coach? Uh well, the two names that you brought up, obviously, um um Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal will have a lot of say as far as like uh, the direction and what's the team is going to go. But at the end of the day, like Tommy, he came, 
uh, try to appease these different players, he has to try to build a basketball team. And so at the end of the day, like I, I think that one, one of the things that I've been grasping and kind of like leaning into over the last couple of days and having conversations with Tommy or people around Tommy is that he's trying to assert himself as far as like uh, his power dynamic within the organization. And so, I mean, I think that, I mean, there are a lot of moving parts with Bradley Bill with as far as, you know, him, he has a uh, contract option that he might be able to sign in October. He could sign a four year, $180 million deal. And Russell Westbrook, he has two years left, $90 million left on his deal. And so it definitely, Russell Westbrook, he wanted Scott Brooks to come back. But at the end of the day, Tommy has let it be known that he's building around Brad. So the focus has to be on kind of what Brad wants and um, bringing in, I think, a coach who will gain the trust and respect of both Brad and Russell day one. So I think that, that at the end of the day, he all, his only job is to bring in a coach who is able to make proper in-game adjustments and that Brad and Russ respect. It's, it's kind of an easy call. Troy, I don't have the quote in front of me, but Tommy says something to the effect of waiting on the decision makes us better or gives us more options. To me, I mean, that means somebody that's still in, right? I mean, if, if Budenholzer gets let go by the Bucks, do you think that'll be the guy on the top of the short list for the next coach? Yeah. And, and who's on the short list? For the, right, next the, short, the short list that I could give right now, um, Sam Cassell, Wes Unso Jr., and Chauncey Billups. I think that if I had to give a short list, a three-man short list, that's the list that I would give. And I think that there are a lot of moving parts. When Tommy, I don't know why he arbitrarily just gave out a, um, a timeline. He said free agency. And there were people who questioned him, like, why not the draft? Why not? Like, yeah, there was a random, I don't know what his thinking is when he gave that timeline. I do know that a lot of um, player personnel, NBA coaches and GMs um, contracts may not be up until the end of the league year, which it would not be until the end of July for this year. So, I mean, there might be like some contractual things as to why he said that. But what I think that this also goes back into the reason why it took him two weeks to uh, even come to this decision. Tommy is not a like, you know, like a, a, I'm going to just move in a quick of a whim, like, you know, reactionary type of person. He's very due diligent. He's going to take his time. He's going to think. And like I said, I gave a, a name, a short list of three names that I believe that he was probably going to look at. But Tommy might have a list of five guys that we've never heard of before. That might will be, there be a, assistant GM. Will there be a, woman, be there be a woman on the list, Troy? There you go. There you go. There you go. But I think that Tommy, he, because he has such this, uh, this depth in the international scouting world, into the G League world, like I, I, there, there's probably two or three coaches on his list of names that we've never heard of before. I was going to ask, you, you mentioned it earlier, Tommy, with this move, without knowing anything else, it looks as if he's starting to really assert himself within the organization is it safe to say that he's definitely going to be the guy calling the shots moving forward well i think that currently right now he's calling he like he's let it be known that he's a shot caller right now <laughs> like that's a, that's the thing and until something else changes like the way the thing is in this business until something else changes he's the guy making the calls so 
you know, I think that he has um, the trust of uh, Ted Leonsis. He has the trust of and the support of the rest of the people on the monumental basketball staff. And he's out here, look, he said, this is my decision, it was my call. He's very assertive with that. And I think that at this point, I'm just gonna ride with what he's saying until something else changes. I was looking at the roster. If we assume that Thomas Bryant will be back healthy next year, then you've got uh, Roy Hachimura, you've got Denny Agbia, Bradley Beal, Russell Westbrook. I mean, it seems like it's an enticing job. Where do you think the job ranks with the uh, current openings? Ooh, uh, I'd say it probably ranks around third or fourth. If to me the number one job, I want that uh, New Orleans job. Give me, give me Zion. That's look. That's number one. Yeah, Not Portland one, uh, or Boston. Boston, uh, they, they, Boston, they, they, they're looking a lot like the Wizards circa 2015, 16, 17. They got two stars. The resident league, Semi Ojale ain't going hitting no shots for you to have you winning anything in the playoffs. Like I'm just keeping it real. Boston, Danny, Danny Ainge, he blew it. So, um, but will Zion stay? Will Zion stay in New Orleans? You think he's gonna? You think that, he'll be there? There's been reporting that. You know, it, he has he has family members who uh, who who the or, the organization is under fire there. Uh, you know, you have JJ Reddick and his comments on the way out. Then you have Zion's family. You know, not th- this is about to be his third coach in his third season. They're not happy about it, yeah. and uh, you know they're praying New Orleans. That is is praying that those family members, uh, their words aren't seeping into Zion's mind. Uh, right now, they got their fingers crossed, but they—they—they're they, a little bit too late for that party. Zion is our first of all. We're in the midst of the player empowerment era, and Zion is—if he's the bluest of chippest of prospects there is. And so, if you hear reports and rumblings that he don't like what's going on with such and such, this guy Stan Van Gundy, he gone. You know, wow. like. But at the end of the day, hey, shout out Stan Van Gundy. He probably better off collecting his checks and getting on Twitter. Uh, talking to racists, uh, putting them in check, then, then he would be coaching. Welcome so, back to Twitter, like, Stan Van Gundy. <laughs> Shout out Stan. Still, Stan, 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 Stan a real one. He rides for He the is ball. a real one. Look, he a real one. He got a lot more time and a lot more paychecks to get on Twitter and, and, and check racists. Look, I love it. But at the end of the day, they wouldn't have made that call to get rid of Stan Van Gundy if Zion Williamson didn't want to do That's that. right. That's and right. if, if, if Zion say he gonna have to look, look, come on, Big Pooh, you hear that thing in the Carolinas? You know how that where the news disseminates. Zion say he ain't happy. They gonna have to make some changes. <laughs> and they they making them. <laughs> look, look, they making them because you know what? They don't want to be that first um, that first uh, NBA team to have a player to deny that uh, rookie extension. We haven't we haven't seen it yet. Every every big name player who's been eligible for that max extension with their team, they signed it. Zion might be that first dude, like, yeah, uh, just give me the qualifying offer, and I go and I go sign in New York the next year. Give him all my money, make all that money back. So look, whatever Zion wants, he's gonna get. Yeah. So 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 you got New Orleans at number one. Who you have as the number two? Uh, what team is the second best job opening? I would probably go with the Portland Trailblazers because um, you look at this league, it's based on stars, and Damian Lillard is the best player of um, amongst all the, the the teams who have a head coach in vacancy. So if you can go coach Damian Lillard right now, 
Look, if you can, as we see with the Atlanta Hawks and Trey Young, if you can build a proper team around a guy like that, dynamic weapon, you never know what can happen. And Dame Lillard is that guy. Like, like I say, look, I watch him as soon as he cross half court. I, I just say, pull up. And he, 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 he does it. And it goes yes, in. It works. So I believe in Dame. I think that, I think that would be the second best job. Um, Boston will probably be third. And then I would go Wizards as the fourth best job. Gotcha. What are they going to do about the Latvian Lasers contract? I mean, is he just going to go shoot jumpers all summer and come back in shape? Because they can't get out of it, right? But I remember this time last year, I was doing the Wizards recap. And I mean, that was everybody wanted him mm-hmm. back. Everybody knew he was going to get a contract. What do they do with him? Because they need they need three-point shooting desperately. Well, they paid him to come out here and shoot the three-point ball. I think that the thing – I all right, the thing – my biggest problem with Davis Bertans is the fact that, okay, you look at his end-of-year stats. He shot 40% from three-point range. But it's the way he got to them. He'll go two months shooting 22% from the field, and then, yeah, you might come out, hit eight, seven for eight from three. And, like, it, it's just it, – it's just a, the, the baseline of consistency – for me, is not there with him, and so I think that we have to look at. I mean, there, it's a, it's a very, it's a touchy subject because last year was COVID and there was protocols. But I mean, you got the end of the day, you have to look at the player and his intentions. He opted not to go to the bubble. He didn't want to play. He wrapped himself in bubble wrap. I don't know. Apparently, they don't have any pelotons in Latvia. <laughs> Couldn't work out. He didn't. He showed up out of shape. His visa was messed up. And he was met uh, for two weeks. There wasn't, it wasn't like a secret. He said it every press conference. Scott Brooks said it every press conference and nobody seemed to have a problem with it. Um, I think that eventually uh, you're going to see him probably shoot uh, at a more consistent level over the course of that contract. But at the end of the day, we're paying a, a three point specialist who really doesn't uh, move the needle for the trajectory of the team. So I think it's one of those situations where they're on two different timelines. Big Pooh, we talked about this on Locked on Wizards podcast last February. Like if they were offering one first round draft pick for Davis Bertans, they probably should have took it. (laughs) Absolutely. They probably should have took it. I mean, at the end of the day, like you probably should have just taken that money. Yeah. Okay. I'm not going to say what I think they need. What this offseason via draft, via trade, via free agency, whatever exceptions they have to use, what is Tommy looking for this offseason to 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 continue building this team? Well, uh, shooting, number one, that's the number one objective. He needs more shooting uh, to space the floor for Brad and Russ. And he needs competent sized wing defenders. Like they, they showed that like, you can't throw that three guard line that you throwing out guys six three, six four against wings who are six. We don't have like I don't I mean I, I think they need to get a real competent three and D wing and you know uh Jay Crowder type. Not not looking for Jay Crowder because Jay Crowder obviously never comes to the Wizards because he's too big of a winner, but you gotta find the next Jay Crowder. You got to right. find the next Trevor Ariza. You got to find those next guys. And so I think that what Tommy has shown is that he has a keen eye for looking at talent. I didn't know much about Daniel Gafford before he came to the Wizards. 
But uh, look, he look, he looked like DeAndre Jordan to me. Look, yeah, look. <laughs> right. That's it. So look, I, I got you. Got to just have faith that Tommy is going to be able to pull that next move with the wing uh, defender. Yes, indeed. Do you think? Do we have any Olympic players on our team? Do you think uh, that Rui either Russ or Beal are going to? Rui Hashimura will be playing uh, for the Tokyo Olympic right. team, yeah, okay. the host country. Um, and Bradley Bill, I think uh, there was some. I think there was a report came out from Mark Stein that said that Bill and Tatum were both interested in playing for Team USA. And so, okay. I think that Bill, I think that Bill would be a player that Team USA would want to have on their team. But you know what? I, like I said, uh, Bradley Bill, he has a contract option coming up in uh, mid October that he can sign for a four year, one hundred eighty million dollar deal. I I wouldn't want to go tear my ACL in Japan and jeopardize my contract. And Bradley Bill has probably earned enough favor within the Wizards organization that if he were to have a catastrophic injury, they probably still would give him that max contract. I think that I think ultimately Bill will probably go and play because his BFF uh, Tatum is going over there, and I think that it'll be a good opportunity for him to expand on his uh, marketing globally. His brand. Yeah, look, yeah. sign with Jordan Brand. Look, 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 Kamaya gonna be over there. Look, you might look, they get the cameras. Look, I got the ideas in my head. They need they need some creative direction. They can holler at me. <laughs> <laughs> we um, give them a discount. Yeah, no, yeah, no yeah. discounts, no discounts. The rate is the rate. <laughs> the rate matter of fact, look, as Marlo said, the price of the brick is going up. Hey, or, or as hoes say, set your price and live your life. Come on, come on now. <laughs> come on, now. Come on. So true, ultimately. This season, you know, everybody gives Scott praise for holding the team together during this turbulent season. But ultimately, what do you think this season, how the Wizards will be remembered for this past season? Well, they will be remembered for Russell Westbrook going crazy in the month of April, breaking the triple-double record. Uh, they, they, they might that jersey that 182 that shit might be in the Raptors before all we know. Look, I, <laughs> but at the end of the day, I think that Russell Westbrook went crazy in the month of April. Um, when they when when Gary Trent hit that buzzer beater against the uh, Wizards on April 5th, um, they had a 0.006% chance of making the playoffs and they turned around and made it. But at the end of the day, they never should have been in that position because you know what? I'm a Wizards fan, I watched all the games. Yeah, they lost to the Philadelphia 76ers game one. They had a four-game homestand coming out of there. They lost two games to Chicago Bulls, two games to Orlando. They, 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 were, they, they were in the hole from then. And that was Scott Brooks' fault. So look, and I, I'm like, I Chris Miller got on the on the on the on the uh, when they lost that first Orlando game, he said, Scotty got out coach tonight. And I said, Well, I never seen that from the home team <laughs> broadcast before. But he saw what everybody else saw. And so, yes, they did a miraculous effort and they made the playoffs, but they never should have been in that position. They never, they should have been a six seed, seven seed from the beginning. They never should have started out 0-5, losing. They, when they lost two home games to the Bulls and uh, Magic back-to-back, back, uh, the season was over then. Yeah, because they, did, they didn't they didn't beat the Magic one was, game. Was over. Evan Fournier was out there cooking us. It was crazy. <laughs> It was no, like I'm like, yo, Scott Brooks has no clue what he's doing. So, I mean, I, he, yes, Scott Brooks, he led the team to the playoffs, but he didn't coach the team for those last three months. He coached for five years. You have to look at the whole five year tenure. This 
his winning percentage was left in Randy Whitman. I don't even know why it was a decision to possibly bring him back. What are we, what are we doing here? Like you said, I, I think that was a, I think that was a, so everybody can remain friends situation where look, we look Westbrook. We offered your guy a, a, a deal. He didn't want it. Hey, Scott, I offered you a deal. You didn't want it. I know, uh, and it didn't look like just a, we ain't bringing you back, man. Go on. Going out to Newport Beach and get your white claws on. Every exactly everybody in that room could have white claws at summer league this summer. Look, let's get it. I'm, I'm I might have a white claw with Scott Brooks this summer. Look, let's get it. <laughs> let's spend a uh, let's spend a couple minutes talk about the teams that are still playing. The Sixers blew another one. It's incredible how you could just do that. Uh, I, we were talking briefly before we started recording the show. Uh, most of us had quit watching early because we just knew that game was over. They're gonna have to blow that thing up, right? The 76ers? Yeah. You know, uh, you know, you, you know, you know, Daryl Morey got an itchy trigger finger now. Uh, he got the trigger finger. I know, I know. At the end of the day, I think that when I mean by blow it up, you mean trying to get as much. Those two superstars aren't good for each other on the court together. Well, then Ben Simmons refuses to shoot the basketball. So, like, I don't know what we're I mean, I don't know. The the 76ers, I think that I feel bad for Daryl Morey because like theoretically. He did everything that he was supposed to do. He took that roster, which was clearly, um, um, I don't know, faulty over the last couple of years. He brought in shooters. He put good role players around the guys that they had, and it's somehow still falling apart. I think that um, he would have loved to have made that Ben Simmons for James Harden trade, but the way that he left Houston, I don't think that that was ever going to happen with uh, Tillman Fertitta. Um, I, I don't I don't know that if I would say the Sixers would blow it up uh, because I think that they have a very steady and sturdy plan. They have Joel Embiid, they have shooting around him, and they can probably go out and see what they can get for Ben Simmons. That's not really blowing it up to me. Okay, that, that's that's what I was getting at. I mean, Ben Simmons. Well, is, Ben Simmons is out of there. Yeah, that's what we get. That's what we're talking about. Yeah, he's <laughs> out of there. Talking. He's out of there. Yeah, no, he's out of there. They can try to get whatever they can get for him. Um, I don't know. I think I think Ben Simmons is a is a very interesting prospect. Um, he would be not on my list of players that I would be willing to trade Bradley Bill for. No, not uh, at all. Good. Good. Not, no, <laughs> not at all. No. Yeah, I, know, I, I know still don't the understand the concept. Defensive plus minus a box plus. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> and I still don't understand the concept of trading Bill. I mean, I understand getting picks unless you were getting another All Star back because. Isn't the whole point of the picks trying to find the Bradley Beal? Like, what's yeah, the doubt? Well, I, I just never understood the point of getting rid of him to try to hope you could find another one. The, the, let me give you a perspective. Let's think about this, right? Okay. Let's say you trade Bradley Beal, right? And then you get a, um, a good prospect, a Shea Gilgis Alexander type of prospect in a lot of draft picks. The Wizards probably still will be an eight seed next year in the playoffs. Like, if the, if the, if the goal is mediocrity, Bradley Bill isn't moving the needle in a way that Bradley, I, I, Brad's a great player. I don't think that he's a number one contender on a championship team. I think that he's probably a good number two next to a KD, LeBron, Giannis, or uh, Kawhi type. If you don't have one of those guys, he's probably a number three. And so at the end of the day, like if they want, if mediocrity is the level, they can, they can make the AC with Russell Westbrook and scraps. They don't need Bradley Bill to do that. And while he is at the highest possible value that he is as an asset, 
I think it'd probably be smart for them to try to see get what they can for. Them. Yeah, when you when you put it that way, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, do you do you in what world do you see Bradley Bill leading the Wizards to a twenty twenty five NBA championship? Him being the best player on the team. I don't. I think. I think the thing. I always look at it's the grass greener uh, scenario, right? Like you trade a Bradley Bill, searching for a Bradley Bill or better. Um, that's 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 essentially what you're doing. Like you're looking for a younger version of a player that could be better, hopefully, than what you just traded. Or at least be similar to, you know, on the level similar to the person you traded. And I think the problem comes with if you trade a guy of that caliber, what do you get back? Because them draft picks, come on, you're rolling the dice. Like, it, And then depending on where, where they're getting traded to, them picks might not even land anywhere. Now you're right. You know, where, where you're going to even have a chance unless you're just – you know, you end up lucking up and finding the next, you know, Giannis or somebody or Kawhi at 16 or whatever. But I think I think that's probably the scenario in most people's minds, because most people don't nowadays, they don't think about team building. Mm-hmm. They just think about stars. So it's like, oh, you don't have any stars on your team. Like I'm seeing everybody say, oh, the Wizards need a third star. No, the Wizards need shooting and defense. Yeah, and the Wizards need a first star, superstar. We got two <laughs> stars. We need a, the Wizards need a superstar. Superstar. That's the thing. And so I think you said um, um, you're evaluating what caliber of player Bradley Bill is. I think where we're getting we're getting on this philosophical standpoint, what caliber of a player is Bradley Bill? How high is his ceiling as a player? Is this the type of guy like? that you're going to be paying a max contract to, and you're going to be building around. And what would ultimately be the ceiling of an organization on a Bradley Bill led team? Like, I think, I mean, these are all questions that like Tommy Shepard, it keeps him up at night probably. But at the end of the day, like, I, I love Brad. I think he's a great player, but he hasn't been a better leader for the Wizards than John Wall was. Like I, like John, John Wall, like that John Wall, Hit the game winning shot against the Boston Celtics to jump over on that table. Said, "This my city. I think the city. Brad, Brad claimed the city. I think John Wall did that. I think Russell Westbrook showed the whole organization what true leadership is and what it looks like this season. Um, And and I thought it was interesting. Brad said he was going to go out and uh, recruit this year. Like I don't understand why it took so long to do that." I mean, he always been recruiting. Uh, nobody gonna come here. Oh, well, KD, like, KD wouldn't even take a free steak dinner from, <laughs> from Monumental. Like, what's? I mean, I don't know. And then they recruit who? They don't have any money. They don't. They don't have any. They don't. They. They. they there's no cap space. They're. They're not close no, enough to lure people like, for veteran I mean, minimums. <laughs> like, I mean, that's why the only miracle was them being in the position of. Uh, Team like the Toronto Raptors, where they got the seven best odds that they might have Kay Cunningham next week. You never know. But I mean, I think, I mean, the Wizards, I mean, we're in a, unless we believe that Bradley Bill is going to transcend into this next, he's going to be this Kobe Bryant light type of player and he's going to be able to lead the Wizards. I mean, we're, 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 we're on a hamster wheel right now. Um, and I think as Wizards fans, like, I just want to be entertained in the process. <laughs> So who, who do you got? Who do you got winning that series? Uh, between the boss, I mean, between uh, Philly and Atlanta. Yep. Mm. 
Man, that's tough. They're going back to Atlanta for game six. I'm giving it to Atlanta, man. They're going to get I, that I, Oregon. Shout out to my man. Look, they're look, they going to get the Oregon going. I yeah. I think, Atlanta might, I think Atlanta might sneak them. I'm going to tell think. you why Atlanta. Philly has blown game four. They blew an 18-point lead. And the 26. Game next, five, man. they blew a 26-point lead. Yeah. Yeah, no, you can't. Not. It's it's hard to come back from that. I know, and, and and now you have to win two in a row. And like I said, that game when they like that, look, like, Quavo gonna be courtside. Uh, come on now, man, Keisha, they gonna be courtside. Come on like, now, Oregon gonna be playing like it's gonna be uh, like like Trey Young going. He's gonna Ice Trey's gonna come out. I think that yo know, the 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 Sixers might be in trouble now. Because, if it goes back to a game seven, who knows. Who but knows? but if they, they, if they if they can take care of business in Atlanta, if they had an MLK court with the uh with, with, with the Ebony with the flag, look, they had that court, look, they might be in trouble. Right? Look. A lot of people not noticing yesterday, Bogdan had a terrible game. Yeah, Herder, terrible game. I don't even think he scored. Yeah, but Lou Will was out there, lemon pepper, fresh. Lemon pepper came out there and Hit like thirteen in the fourth exactly. quarter. Gallinari, look, they Gallinari, veterans, veterans. So now you're going home. That's when every player on your team typically plays well. That's right. It's when you go home. <laughs> so quickly, let's get the other ones in. Let's switch over. Are you surprised Giannis hasn't even attempted to uh, guard KD? I saw it today. Giannis has not guarded KD in the fourth quarter one time. Not one time. One possession in the fourth quarter as Giannis stepped out on KD. Has that surprised you? He says he'll guard him now. It's too late, I think. Well, no, it doesn't surprise me at all. And what he said was he kind of threw his coach under the bus. He said, I'll do whatever Coach Bud wants me to do. And I think that Coach Bud has shown that he has his system. He's a he's a Scott Brooks plus. Scott Brooks you know, Sr., baby. Like, Scott Brooks Scott Sr. Brooks senior. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> he's showing that he's got his system. Like he, he, somebody go tell Bud that maybe you should switch. Uh, Giannis on the Giannis who, who said him. Bud was a Scott Brooks that wins in the regular season? Exactly, Scott Brooks with a goatee. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah. So I mean, um, I think that that series. Um, I mean, Milwaukee blew. Cause what KD did is is that's one of the greatest games. I like. I'm a LeBron fan. I love LeBron. That game that KD played the other night was just as good, if not better. Any game I've ever seen LeBron play. So I Katie is the best that. basketball player in the world yeah. right now, right? Right now, Without, in the world. Got to give it to him. Every, everybody, everybody was talking about KD. They say he's the best player in the world. We needed LeBron to carry the team on your back, and he came he out. One of the games he did with 49, <laughs> 17, 10, three blocks, two steals. I'm 48 minutes. Incredible. I don't even know. Like, I, I can't even – you can't criticize the box score. You can't. He you played can't the whole game. That's why, yo, yeah, you saw Steve Nash was hugging him like like, like it was June 10th or Like, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> I love and, you. And Harden was on one leg. I mean, that was not Harden. Harden so was out there as a decoy. Harden, a decoy. Yes. But you know what, Harden, you know what? I think that Harden, he showed you, like, yo, I'm ISO ball. Like, no, nah, I'm a point guard. I'm a ball handler. I went 0 for 12, 1 for 12. But I'm handling that rock. I'm putting everybody in the spots. And I'm hitting my free throws. And, and when, when he guarded Giannis, he said, I'm good. In the post, no yeah. He was like, I don't need no help. That was great. And then Giannis took a fadeaway. What is he doing? The, the fadeaway. The fadeaway. What is he doing? But Giannis, yo, Harden said, he said, no, no, I don't need help. He's good. James, so, James Harden earned a lot of, a lot more respect amongst certain people 
who felt that he was a, you know, he was just out for himself. Mm -hmm. Like coming out when you know you weren't ready to play. Wasn't ready. But knowing your team needed you. 46 minutes. 46 minutes in some shape, form, or fashion. And listen. Did what he had to do. Did what he had to do for for the greater good of the team, man. Nothing but respect for James. Yeah, so yeah. Ky- Kyrie's Brooklyn, out again, but let's, Brooklyn's let's coming out of that series for sure. Kyrie's out again, but who you got winning this series? He, he just yelled Brooklyn. Brooklyn, Brooklyn in the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, they, they, no, they they took their heart. Giannis called Katie the best player in the world. This is this scary season. <laughs> Milwaukee about to be the next job <laughs> coach uh, job opening. I think you're right. They they will definitely be a job in front of the Wizards too. The Wizards might have the fifth best job. <laughs> Uh, Pandemic P turned into playoff P. What do you see over there in the last series still going? Well, look, I mean, if if you really look at it in the grand scheme of things, not looking at the results from this season, but, I mean, Paul George is probably the best player in that series. And so if he plays like it, I see them advancing. But um, as long as – Did Paul say he'd start playing hard and how that uh, his running mate was out? I was stunned when he said that. I don't man, know. I'm, I'm, I mean, para- got, I'm paraphrasing there, but look, man, he got his Shamar Moore Braves uh, lined up, so he's good to go. Like, yeah, you can't stop that man right now. He's ready. Shamar Moore Braves. Yeah, no, they, 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 he looked. They look fake. It'll be poo. Am I lying? Nah, 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 nah. They, they definitely look, look, <laughs> <laughs> look manufactured. manufactured. <laughs> I'm like, yo, I'm like, yo, he, this man means business today. <laughs> Utah is clearly a different team when uh, Conley isn't out there. I mean, they they went crazy that first half, but they went crazy that first half yesterday and still was only up five points at halftime. So um, they're a totally different team. You got, uh, what's his name, Mitchell playing on one with one foot and and no point guard. (laughs) Like, no point guard. Donovan Mitchell's been, he's shown why he's probably one of the dynamic and one of the top 20 to 15 players in the NBA right now. But um, the way that the Utah Jazz roster is constructed, they're built around Donovan Mitchell. So they have, they have Mitchell, they have Rudy Gobert, and who's the best drop defense center in the NBA. And they have a lot of three and D wings. But when you're relying on Jordan Clarkson to come off the bench and like they need Clarkson to score 30 a night. And that's, I don't know. Are you counting on that, Big Cool? No. Um, exactly. So <laughs> not at all. <laughs> that's why I look. That's why I look. I, I'll take I'll take uh Paul George and Marcus Morris um and probably advancing. But uh, ultimately I think that Chris Paul is gonna end up in the NBA finals and, and be able to to show the world why he is the point guy. Do you do you know about that? He got vaccinated, so he should be there should be different rules. They they changed that, right? Yeah, so, I mean, I think that um, what he is in, because he is a fully vaccinated person, I think that what he is in, he might have been around somebody who uh, he's contact tracing. So he was probably around somebody who had COVID. And so he would have to go through like a quarantine period. But his quarantine period will probably be, um, uh, not probably, it will be a lot less uh, seeing how he is a vaccinated person. And look, I'll tell you this, seeing how Chris Paul, Look, like you said, if he's really fully vaccinated, like they say he is, and he's the president of the NBA Players Association, I'd I'd be surprised if he missed it. Hey, all he's saying is, yeah, keep going, keep going, guys, keep Look, going, exactly, Utah. Exactly. And by like, the time that series yeah. starts next Tuesday or Wednesday, like he, I'm sure, I'm sure he'll have whatever card or paperwork to say that he's good. Yeah, I only saw him missing one game at the most. Like that, at the that's. Most. 
That's that's all I saw. So, which which he needed for that shoulder anyway. <laughs> so, look, nah, I don't know what he doing. Like he look, he said, I love Chris. That's that North Carolina. He said, man, I got a praying family. He said he got the whole so many aunties. He have an auntie team <laughs> praying for him and got him right. And look, now he's here, and this is his moment. I'm telling you, I think Chris. I think that this is one of those things. Chris Paul, he's an all time great NBA player. Is destined to the. Stars have a line for him. All he got to do is show up and do what he's supposed to do. He's going to be at least in the NBA Finals. Yeah, Ray Lewis gave him some of that deer antler spray. You know what I'm saying? Rub on that shoulder. Come on, man. Come on, man. Look, yeah, that stuff works. That stuff works. <laughs> Troy, man, we thank you once again for joining us, man. It's always fun when you come on. As always, let the people know what you have coming up next, which you where they can catch you at, you know, not on U Street, but <laughs> you can't you. catch me on U Street. I'm off U Street right now because U Street <laughs> turned into the new Adams Morgan. Like, I won't tell you where I'm at, but I'm not on U Street. <laughs> but where you can find me at on social media at Troy Halliber, T-R-O-Y-H-A-L-I-B-U-R. Um, and I have a link on my page where you can find all the stuff that I write for the Washington City paper. Um, I have an article that will be coming out on Friday talking about the um, overall view of the Scott Brooks tenure and uh, a little bit of behind the scenes reporting as to what went into Tommy Shepard's process over the last two weeks and led him to make that uh, decision to part ways with Scott Brooks. Who, who covers <laughs> the football team for the city paper, Troy? Um, oh, I actually don't know that. I know that, uh, you know, first of all, uh, you know that uh, Daniel Snyder had a, like a lawsuit that I still may be standing against the city paper. They said ah. some very nice things about him. So, yeah. Shout out to Kellen Song, though. He's the best editor of this side of the Mississippi. Um, I know that he uh, covered some games last year for the uh, city paper uh, with the Washington football team. But like I said, they, they, look, look. What city paper, what's what happens when you do grassroots reporting? Sometimes the big corporations, they don't like that. But yeah, so <laughs> no, he literally had a lawsuit against them. So well, I don't know if that has been settled yet. But uh, Kellen Song is doing amazing work over there. He did a lot of uh, behind the scenes reporting on uh, Dwayne Haskins. Um, I think that uh, uh, Ch Chase Young and, and everything that he's doing, uh, I think he is a representative of DC. And Kellen has been doing a lot of behind the scenes reporting on some things dealing with him, his demand for basketball and uh, football career. So, um, yeah, no, I, I think the, the Washington football team coverage is in great hands, though. Troy, thank you so much for blessing the show this year. It's been a lot of fun. I appreciate that, Doug. I appreciate that, Big Poop, man. Yo, thank you for having me. I, yo, you guys are out here building. Remember the little people when you all get uh, out here, man. Look, I, hey. every time y'all get a guest, the guests are getting bigger and bigger. <laughs> Look, I'm that's, just trying to, I'm trying to keep up. That's due to, that's, that's due to Doug's uh, hard work. Uh, yeah, gathering, Doug. gathering guests. Doug don't play. He go, he go for the smoke. Now he go for Doug, it. All. Doug out here in the grind, like he will slide into your DMs for all business. <laughs> all business, no, no problems with that. <laughs> Let's get it. I love it. I love it, my brothers. All right, Troy, all right, Troy. Have a good one. All right, peace.